I just wanted to say that I love your broadcast. This is Belinda, and you are listening to Swear to God. Was that recording from a fan of mine not the most adorable thing ever? I got that sent in to me. If you look on my bio on my social media accounts, you will see that I have a link underneath my podcast link and you can actually go to that link and leave me a recording on there. So if you want your voice to be on my next podcast, go to that link, click it and leave me a message. Now, getting started, um, I just wanted to start out by saying that my last interview with Chloe Alice was so good. Um, She's going to be coming back on the show in a few weeks, so if you even want to leave a message for her to talk about, leave one on there. Also, um, your other favorite TikTokers might be coming on the show soon. I don't want to name any names just because I don't want it to seem like I'm like, oh, I talked to so-and-so or so-and-so or so-and-so, but I have been in contact with a few of my favorite TikTokers, and I'm hoping to get them on this show. Um, If you have a favorite TikToker that you want on the show, feel free to leave their name in my comments and just be like, hey, I would love to have so-and-so on your podcast, and I will um, see if I can get them to talk to me. (laughs) Um... Starting out on this podcast, it's just going to be me talking. So like, I don't know if that's not what you're into. I completely understand. However, it's going to be about um, the podcast that I touched with Chloe Alice. In that podcast, I mentioned that I was married when I was 15 or I got married when I was 15. I'm 29 now and I'm still married to that same guy. So if you're wanting to hear how I got married at 15 and how mine and Jeremy's story began, keep listening. I remember when I first saw Jeremy. So I was 12 years old. And I was at an auction with my grandparents. See, my grandmother, <clears throat> she had a shopping addiction. <laughs> like, you know, there's some types of people that really love, like, buying things to bring them joy. And I have never been one of those type of people. I'm not a retail therapy type person. But my grandmother sees something and likes it and brings it home and sits it on her countertop or on her dresser and that little knickknack brings her some type of happiness. I can't say I'm like that. I'm actually very minimalist to the point where when my friend Jana first came over to my house, um, I had lived in this house for a couple years, but she came over and she was like, oh, so you just moved in? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, oh, your counters and stuff are just really bare. And I was like, yeah, I don't really... I don't care for clutter, but my grandmother was always the type to really like um, shopping and buying things. And an auction is just like a, it's kind of like a drive-through yard sale. So like the people bring their stuff and they auction it off and it can be furniture, it can be jewelry, it can be just about anything and everything. And so I lived with my grandparents at the time and they would drag me to these auctions. And there was one auction in a particular town that I would go to every weekend. And I went there so much or I frequented it so much that when I was 12, the auction person that was over it actually gave me a little job at the concession stand. And I was making maybe like $5 an hour. 
But I remember working at that concession stand and I was working with another little girl that was about the same age as me. Maybe she was a year older. And Jeremy walked in the building. Now, he was there because he was helping his grandparents sell. Um, So my grandparents were there to buy and his grandparents were there to sell. And he was like 15. I was 12, but he was 15 and he was like helping unload, you know, the stuff that was in the trailer that they were wanting to sell. And since they were old, his young, able body could do that sort of thing for them. And (laughs) he had, I remember it so vividly. It was like it was yesterday, honestly. And it's so weird that I can remember this so vividly because my son is 12. And I think about that a lot. I think about like the memories I have from being 12 years old and him being the same age that I was having those memories. And like, those being such key points of my like growing up and key points of my lifetime, like meeting Jeremy at 12 years old, me being 29 now, like that was a key point of my life. So (laughs) he's wearing a, like a light denim colored, um, Ole Miss hat, which Ole Miss is like a, um, a college here in Mississippi. And, and I don't even think Jeremy liked sports back then because he still doesn't really care for sports now. He might watch one um, football game a year and usually – it might be two now that I say it, or three. It's definitely the LSU – because we're LSU fans. (laughs) It's definitely the LSU versus Alabama or Ole Miss or MSU. And those are the only games that he really cares about watching. Like we never really – or he just cares about hearing about them. I don't even think we, I mean, COVID is actually making things hard for watching football, but I don't think we've really watched much sports in our whole marriage. But he had on this light or this denim, light denim um, Olmus hat and his hair, his bang, he had it on backwards and his bangs like was long in the front. So it like curled up over the, the rim of the hat and He was tall and he was kind of lanky and he had on like a white t-shirt and some like cargo khaki pants and I, well, they're like joggers. They're like thin khakis. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, he is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I asked the girl at the concession stand who it was. I was like, who is that boy? And they're like, oh, well, I think that's Jerry's grandson, Jeremy. And I was like, I have to go introduce myself to him. And if you know, if you like listen to any of these other podcasts, like my friends that come on the show, like the ones that know me in real life, and I ask them to like, tell me how we met. It's usually Belinda went up to me and introduced herself and basically made herself my friend. (laughs) And I've always been the type of person to just go after things I want. So like, I've always had this quote in my head that's like, if I want it, I can have it. And that doesn't mean that I'm just going to get it really easily or anything like that. But like, if I wanted to be a surgeon right now, if I wanted to be a surgeon today, obviously I wouldn't be able to do that (laughs) because I don't have the credentials. But if I wanted to be a a surgeon, even at the age that I am at, It might be a little bit harder for me because, like, I haven't been to school in, like, I don't know how long, and I don't have a medical degree or I don't have any college degrees or anything like that, but I could start from right now and become a surgeon, and I could work my way to it if that's what I really, honest, truly wanted to do. 
So I've always been the type of person that was like, if I want it, I can have it. And at that moment, I wanted Jeremy. And it's so funny because um, I walked up to him and he had this little flip phone. And I don't even remember if or I don't even know if y'all are going to remember like singular or um like UNICEF. I don't know if y'all remember those, but those those are the those are the cell phone um brands that was back in the day. There it, it wasn't AT&T. It was definitely singular and he had like this <laughs> he had this like um I, he wasn't really a stick man, but he was definitely like a orange guy. That was I don't I don't remember. Anyway, I go up to him and he's playing on his flip cell phone. He's playing Snake really really back in the day. And I'm 12 years old, and he's 15. I walk up to him, and I'm like, hi, I'm Belinda. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he, like, goes back to playing on his phone. And I remember some kid, like, because they're outside. We go outside. I don't know why he's outside. But he went outside, and I was like, I'm going. So I went outside, too. I left the concession stand. That poor girl. I probably never even went back. I have no clue. But I went over there, and I was like, I'm Belinda. And there's some kids out there playing football. And they threw the football, and it like came our direction and the kid one of the kids didn't catch it or whatever and so I picked the football up and Jeremy held his hand out and wanted me to hand him the football so I handed him the football and he threw it back and then like they're like thanks man and Jeremy's like you're welcome like he just kind of nodded his head or whatever and he went back to playing a snake game on his phone and completely disregarded me altogether Which made me want him more. Like, obviously, whenever you're a girl at that age, like, if a boy's playing hard to get, you're like, oh, my God, I'm in love. And I remember, like, getting his number. I don't know how I did it. I don't, I can't recall. But I do remember I would call him, and he would hang up on me. Like, he would legit answer the phone and hang up. I don't know why he didn't just block me. I think I think he loved just being mean to me at that age. Like, you know, when guys like being mean to girls. It's very toxic in that kind of aspect. But it definitely worked on me. He's not like that to me anymore. <laughs> now he's like the most loving guy ever. But, I mean, whenever you're kids, it's different. Anyway, we hung out like every weekend because he went with his grandparents and I went with my grandparents and I remember sitting with them at one point in time in his grandparents van because they had a van I remember sitting in his grandparents van at one point in time and we would just sit there and we'd listen to music and I am such a chatty Kathy like I talk all the time but Jeremy was such a still person like very silent he would just like lay his head back and listen to music and not say anything and I would be awkwardly like fidgeting with my pants or my jeans or like just rambling and he wouldn't even talk he would just kind of look at me and I'm like okay (laughs) so I remember sitting in his van or his grandparents van and he um asked me he was like are you hungry I'm hungry and I'm like yeah I'm hungry and he was like okay let's go get some food and, like, he had his permit at the time, and it was the one where, like, you didn't have to have an adult with you or, you know, someone with a license with you between a certain time frame. And so, like, he could drive if he wanted to. So he drove us to the Mexican restaurant that was, like, down the road. And we went there. Now, <laughs> I will say I've never been, when I was that age, when I was that young, living with my grandparents, I had never been 
to a restaurant where you sat down and ordered something off of a menu and then they brought it to you. I, living with my grandparents, I had only been to fast food restaurants or all-you-can-eat, like, buffet restaurants. So, like, the Mexican restaurant was a complete and new, like, thing for me because the closest thing to Mexican food I really got was, like, Taco Bell. And, but I knew what queso was, so, like, when I was looking at the menu, I didn't know what anything was. And at 12 years old, like, your taste buds have not developed into liking foods anyway. So I was just like, can I get a cheese dip? (laughs) Like, can I just get some queso? And so, like, we're sitting there eating. He's like, that's all you want? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, whoa, a cheap date. And I was like, I remember in the back of my head, I'm like, did he call this a date? Did he just say that I was a cheap date? I am on a date. I am on a date with this boy. He has taken me on a date. And uh, like I'm sitting there at the restaurant just now realizing that what he has done is invited me out on this date. And so now I'm nervous. Now like I'm thinking about everything. And then he asked me if I want a fried ice cream, which I can't say ice cream without saying shh. An ice cream. Then I did it. Oh, and it's on recording. See that, Jordan, Ryan, Amy K, Jana. I said ice cream. I it sounds weird. Anyway, um they <laughs> we ordered that and we ate it. And I never had one before, but they're actually really good. I haven't had one in years now, thinking about it. But we left the restaurant and I don't know how we got on the subject of talking about like superpowers. But he asked me what superpower I would want to have if I could have one. And back then, I was dumb and said invisibility. Although now I would want the power of transportation. just Not transportation, teleportation. There we go. <laughs> I would want to just be able to teleport from one place to another. So I could like go visit family that's in St. Louis or that's in Miami and come back like for supper. Or, you know, it would just take so much time off of like getting places because I live really far out in the country as it is so like if I could just teleport to Walmart and back that would be great but um back then I said invisibility and he was like well I wouldn't want you to be invisible and I was like why not and he's like because I wouldn't be able to do this and then he reaches over and he grabs and he kisses me ah it's like I don't know. I don't know why I remember it so clearly because a lot of people don't remember their first kiss as clearly as I do but like I can tell you that, like, I even remember the smell of the air conditioning. Like, I remember it all. And then he, after the first kiss, which was a normal kiss, he goes to French kiss me. And at 12 years old, having someone else's tongue in your mouth does not feel as appealing as it does as a 29-year-old. And so I was like, oh, my God, why is he doing that? Why is he kissing me like this? I am not ready. And I mean, of course, he has way more um, experience in kissing because he's three years older than me. And this is my first kiss. And he's like probably kissed, you know, a dozen other girls. And I slap him. I just right back and slap him. <laughs> and so then like he thinks he like hurt my feelings and he didn't. I just was like, that was just my immediate reaction was like, nope, I don't want this. Bow. <laughs> and so um I don't know I don't even know how we get to going past that but we do to the point where I still like him and I still kiss him like without like 
I don't know, my tongue. And, like, we're not dating or anything, but he's definitely the boy that I'm kissing on the weekends. And my friend Selena comes down to visit me. And I'm telling her about this boy that I like and blah, 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 blah. And this is, like, a couple months later, obviously. And she's from St. Louis, and she's my very best friend that I've had for as long as I can remember. Literally, she's been my friend since I was four years old. And she's still my friend today. Like, she came and visited me from St. Louis last year and came down with her children and her husband. And, um, but anyway, she comes to visit me, and I give him a kiss bye. I remember we hung out with him. I give him a kiss bye, and I get out of the vehicle, and I go to walk to our vehicle to leave the auction because she went to the auction with me, too, or whatever. I don't know why the auction was the place that we all hung out at, but it was. And I remember turning around to to say something to her, and she wasn't there. And I look up in the um, windshield because she's still in the car, still in the van, and she's making out with Jeremy, who's the boy that I like and is now my husband. So my best friend made out with my husband. I literally sent her home like the next weekend. I think I was like, "How could you? I, you knew I liked him." Like it's so funny how teenage things like that happen and like you get past them so easily because like obviously she's still my best friend like if she kissed him now (laughs) it would be such a bigger deal but back then I was just like you're going home I can't trust you around him blah 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 and he was like don't be mad at her I definitely kissed her like don't be mad at her and I was like no because she knew I liked you and we weren't dating at the time, so I couldn't be mad at him, but I could be mad at her for, like, I called dibs, man. Like, I called dibs. You're not even going to be here. Like, you're going to go home. You're going to go back. Why are you trying to ruin this for me, man? So I, I sent her home. I was like, go back to St. Louis. I don't want you here. And then, like, now I tell her all the time, I'm like, uh, because she's married, I'm like, uh. When you gonna let me kiss your husband? And she's like, she's like, what do you mean? I was like, it's only fair. You got to kiss mine, and I haven't got to kiss yours. So I feel like I sh- I feel like I I get a hall pass. Like I get to make out with your husband in front of you. Like that's what you get. You made out in front of me and with mine. <laughs> and she was like, he wasn't your husband then. We were twelve. I was like, doesn't matter. Still counts. Still counts. <laughs> but. Yeah, and then I don't remember, something happened to where, like, me and Jeremy stopped really hanging out or stopped really being friends, and then I moved to Louisiana when I was 13, and I lived there for a couple years. I lived there till I was 15, obviously, and then me and Jeremy, like, when I moved away, we still kept in touch. Like, I still had his number. He still had my number. We still kept in touch and everything. Obviously, I mean, I've always had a crush on Jeremy. And, like, when I went to move to Louisiana, we weren't even really friends, but I told him I was moving, and he met up with me before I moved. And he actually had to break up with a girl to do that, to meet up with me before um, I moved away because the girl didn't want him to go meet up with another girl. (laughs) But we were just friends then. And um, I met up with him. I even actually dated a boy after, like, all that went down and, like, I just was trying to get his attention. You know how, like, sometimes 
if you can't get someone's positive attention, you try to get their negative attention because getting any sort of kind of attention from them is better than getting no attention from them. And it's very toxic to think that way. Like, obviously, you know, that's something that happens with children is if you're not paying attention to them, they'll go and like misbehave or act up for you to get onto them. And that's like, at least they're getting the negative attention if they're not getting the positive attention because it's better than no attention type thing. And I definitely did that in the beginning with him because I dated a boy after like, trying to get Jeremy's attention and failing, I was like, maybe I can get him to be jealous. And he did not react jealous-like. And um, I actually broke up with the boy, (laughs) like, a month later. Because, like, four weekends was a long time to a 12-year-old. Especially when I was talking to this boy and stuff, and it wasn't getting any sort of reaction out of Jeremy. And when I broke up with the boy, um, he cried and he went and told my grandmother that I broke up with him. And my grandmother really tried to make me go back out with him, but I didn't do it. And that boy was so sweet to me. And I was such an asshole to him. (laughs) And that kind of like makes me feel like the way Jeremy (laughs) treated me was like, was okay because I treated that boy badly. Like I made that boy care about me and everything else just to try to get Jeremy's attention. And I gave him like, I gave him a picture of me in my, um, pageant dress. And like, it's funny because after all that time, Jeremy remembers that I gave him that gave that boy a picture of me in my pageant dress and he was I was in a pageant I was in Miss Sweet Potato pageant actually and Jeremy was like you didn't give me a picture and I was like no I didn't because I was dating that boy at the time and you didn't care about me at all because you didn't act like you cared and so I didn't give you a picture and um (laughs) he was actually jealous about that and I did not know that at the time But I, yeah, the boy that I dated, like, trying to get Jeremy's attention, if you are listening to this, I am so sorry that I treated you like that. And, like, the way I broke up with you was really harsh. And I was such a mean girl to do it that way. Because, like, I was on the phone with my friend Selena. And I was telling her about it. And I was on the phone. And he got in the car. And I remember saying, yeah, um, I have to break up with this boy real quick. So let me hang up. And that's how he heard he was going to be broken up with. And I was such a, like, what an awful person I was as a 12-year-old. Like, no wonder Jeremy didn't like me. (laughs) Like, golly, that's, like, that's the worst. I was the worst. And I made that boy cry. And that is so sad. And it actually breaks my heart to think that I broke someone else's heart. Because, like, that sucks. Anyway, I um, moved away. I dated other boys and I came back to visit when I was like 15 and we kept in touch. Jeremy was always talking to me on the phone and things like that. And like, um, he would call me anytime, you know, it was usually late at night. He would call me and we just had this really close friendship, even though like, obviously I had feelings, but he never really expressed any so like I just was in friend zone and I remember my friends like me always having a crush on him and them telling me he was out of my league and I was like yeah I know yeah I know but (laughs) um I came to visit and when I came to visit we kind of like hooked up and like made out not in like 
I was, I, we didn't hook up like that. God, not like the adult version of hooking up. Definitely the teenage version of hooking up. Even though I did get married at 15, obviously I was doing the adult version of hooking up at 15, but it wasn't then. It wasn't then. If y'all want to know, Jeremy was my first. So it wasn't then though. And, um, he, (laughs) he asked me out. And it's funny because he was, he had dated other girls and I had dated other boys. And we actually ran into one of the, his ex-girlfriends when I came to visit. I don't know how, it's weird how the world works that way because I've, I've never ran into that girl like in real life. Like I've never really run into any of his girlfriends in real life unless like, I don't know, my mother-in-law is still friends with a few of them. So sometimes they come around. But, I mean, all of them have been really nice to me. Like, I haven't had any that was just, like, awful to me. And this girl, I mean, this girl has still has been nice to me to this day. Like, she's gorgeous and has been super nice. And it's been 13 years and I have nothing against her at all. But it's really funny because we ran into her when um, me and Jeremy were just friends still. We weren't dating yet. And I, Jeremy got something on his jacket. And we're actually going towards the bathroom to wash his jacket. And this girl comes out uh, or that way towards the store, towards us. And so he stops and talks to her. And I keep going because I don't want to be that, like, clingy friend or that, like, person that seems jealous or anything like that. So I just keep walking. And then I realize that I've walked all the way to the bathroom without his jacket. <laughs> and that was the reason we were going. So I turn around and I go back and I'm like, here, give me your jacket and I'll go wash it while you're having your conversation or whatever. So I clean his jacket while he's having this conversation with his ex-girlfriend. And again, I didn't even know it was his ex-girlfriend because I had never met her. I just knew that he stopped to talk to some girl. And I mean, we weren't dating. Um, I have no control over what you do. And I'm not going to like try to, like, like I said, interrupt whatever he had going on. So I just went and I washed his jacket for him and I came back out and he was like, that was my ex-girlfriend so-and-so. And And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, um, (laughs) the, the next day we hung out again and he was like, yeah, she called me last night. And like, obviously me and Jeremy had been friends for years and he was like, she called me to tell me you didn't tell me how pretty Belinda was. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, she just thought you were prettier than, like, I guess how I've described you. And I was like, oh, so you've been telling people I'm ugly? (laughs) And he's like, no, I haven't been telling people you're ugly. And I was like, you've been telling people that they have nothing to worry about with you being friends with me because I'm ugly. And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, or she wouldn't be calling you upset with how pretty I am, apparently. And so that's when I found out that he had been telling people I was ugly. (laughs) Which obviously is not the case because he married me. I'm not ugly. And um, so we started dating that same weekend. And he was like... um, he was taking care of this older gentleman and he was like a live-in like caretaker of him. And so he was like, I need to stay with this guy because he's, you know, he's bad in health and I'm just going to, I'm just going to ride it out until he passes away. And so I was still living in Louisiana and he was still living in Mississippi or living here. And so we had to make the long distance thing work. And that was really hard 
for like the both of us really because I had so many guy friends in Louisiana and so I would like go hang out with my guy friends but I never like I never cheated on him or anything like that it was just like I didn't usually tell him when I was with a bunch of guy friends because me and my friend Kayla would go and hang out and I'd be like I'm going with my friend Kayla to the Mardi Gras parade and I didn't say hey I'm going with my friend Kayla and you know three dudes four dudes to the Mardi Gras parade I would just say I was going with my friend Kayla and I would like leave out like all the other parts that I feel like he had he couldn't control it and he was so far away I didn't I just didn't want him to worry about it because it wasn't a big deal but like now as an adult I can see you know like how that made things hard you know I don't suggest you doing that in a long distance relationship is like keeping truth out of things like that I don't I'm learned so much in my relationship on how to have a healthy relationship but I mean I can't say that it was always healthy from the beginning like I can't say it was even healthy like you know throughout the marriage like there have been times that we've both been toxic like it's not always healthy all the time but it's like working through it and learning how to be healthy is what I think is what's important. So like eventually Jeremy moved to Louisiana to be with me and he moved down there and he lived with us, lived with my grandparents. My grandparents said it was fine. He lived with me, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, I can't remember exactly why we decided we were going to get married, but I think it had something to do with my grandparents moving to Miami. And so, um, no one told us we couldn't. <laughs> People tried to bribe us out of it. Like, I remember um, my my uncle calling me and trying to bribe me out of marrying Jeremy and, like, trying to bribe me with a new car and bribing me with college tuition and bribing me with this, that, and the other. And I remember Jeremy's uncle trying to call him and bribe him as well. And neither one of us was, like, taking any kind of bait. We were just like, no, we want each other. And so, like, we got married. Literally, we started dating in February of that year. And we got married June of that year, that same year, 2007. February 2007 to June 2007, we were married. And everyone asked me, they're like, "Um, did you get married because you got pregnant? And I did not get married because I got pregnant. I got married and then two days later I found out that I was pregnant and I don't think that I knew that I was pregnant but I want to say that Jeremy knew that I was pregnant before we got married I know that I did not think I was I know without a shadow of a doubt I did not think I was pregnant however one of our friends, one of my friends that listens to this podcast, Brandy, she was dating or she was with Jeremy's cousin at the time. And Brandy and Jeremy have been friends for years. And I think I remember her telling me like that Jeremy told her on our wedding day that I was pregnant. And I think he told my friend Kayla before we got married that he thought I was pregnant. But that's because... Jeremy has this weird superpower 
and I don't know if this is only him that can do it. If other guys can do it too, let me know. But he says that he can smell like the hormone change in a woman to where when she's on her period to when she's pregnant that like they just smell differently. And so, I mean, he told my friend Kayla that he thought I was pregnant. He told my friend Brandy that he thought I was pregnant. He told me that he thought I was pregnant. Now, I did not think I was pregnant because I had actually had a period. So I was like, I am not pregnant. I am on my period right now as we speak, putting on my wedding dress. I am not pregnant. Like, (laughs) but he was just so adamant that I was pregnant that when we got to the hotel, of like after being married and like it was like a honeymoon hotel type thing I was like fine go buy a pregnancy test and whenever that thing comes back negative I don't want to hear nothing else about it like I'm so tired of you saying that you think I'm pregnant and then he bought the pregnancy test and I was pregnant I was 100% pregnant and I remember I was like crying so much because I was 15 and I was pregnant and I was just just got married. I had just moved to the state without any of my family, like living with his family. And Jeremy's 18 and he is just like thrilled. He's like, we're going to have a baby. And I'm like, we're going to have a baby. Like, I just like, <laughs> but I mean, did I know that I was pregnant when I got married? No, 100%. I did not know. Was that the rumor that I got married because I got pregnant? 100% yes. And did that keep girls still trying to get with my husband? 100% yeah, because they're like, oh, well, he only married her because she got pregnant. And that's not the case. It's not the case. And still, like, 13 years later, it's not the case. (laughs) Like, we didn't get married because I got pregnant, but I did get pregnant, like, immediately. Like, I I was pregnant, so. Um... Yeah, whenever you go to get married that young, parents have to sign for you to be able to do it. So his parents had to sign and my parent, my grandparents had to sign and they both signed. And why no one stopped us, I am not 100% clear. Like, I can understand why his parents didn't stop him or didn't try to stop it because I think that they were scared of like, because I was 15 and he was 18, I think that they were kind of scared for Jeremy like, you know, my grandparents could have flipped on that real quick and called the cops. Like, it could have been a bad situation. And, I mean, I'm, I never think, I never thought my grandparents would ever do that. I know that I would never do that. But, I mean, his family was just trying to watch out for him. And I do understand why they were so worried about him. Like, obviously, I'm raising a son now. And I would be worried in that situation if I was in that situation with my son. So I think that's part of the reason why they never, like, said no to it. But why my grandparents didn't say no, I, I'm not 100% sure. I, I can't say, you know, if they did it because they were older and they were making sure that I was going to be taken care of. I can't really say if they thought that I was making good decisions or anything like that. Obviously, I knew what decisions were best for me. Do I think that, like, those were the best decisions? In a way, yes, because I've always kind of known what I've wanted. Do I think that I could have waited until I got older and, like, finished school in the way that I you know, could have went to college and things like that. Yeah. But, um, I don't regret the decisions that I made at all. I think, um, I'm really happy where I am now. And I think I just skipped a lot of like 
the toxic things that people go through trying to figure out who they are. Like I, I never had to like go and worry about like parties or like single life or like all those things that people say that I missed out on. I don't feel like I missed out on them. I feel like I didn't have to go through them. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. I feel like I didn't have to do it. Like, <laughs> and so, um, that's basically what happened is we got married, I got pregnant, and I moved to Mississippi, and I've been here ever since. And I, you know, my relationship with my mother-in-law and with my in, with my in-laws are, like, stronger than ever. I love them to death. My mother-in-law was such a vital person in, like, my growing up because, obviously, I moved here, and I've lived here since I was 15, and so, like, she's as close to me as any of my own family is. And I'm blessed that, you know, we get along when we get along. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's always perfect. Um, it's definitely not, but we have a lot more good times than we do bad times. And we've gotten through the bad times and it's only made any relationship that I've had with these people stronger. My husband, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law included. We're all, you know, I'm so blessed to be in such a good and healthy environment with them. And I wouldn't trade it for the world <laughs> at all. I would not. I, I, I am so happy. Um, that is the story of mine and Jeremy's from the beginning to the marriage. Um, if you want to hear more about our stories, let me know. I definitely have a hundred and thousand different ones that I could share, but the that's the key ones are, you know, from the first kiss to the marriage. <laughs> he's been, he's been there. Um, we're like, I don't know. We're like boy meets world in a way. Um, Again, I will say I have other TikTokers going to be joining my show on Thursdays. I'm not going to name names, but um, if you have any questions for them, that Ask Belinda link in my link tree, you can leave those questions here. And if you have any people you want to have on the show, just tag them in my comments. Let me know. And I look forward to having other people on the show. And if you have any questions about my personal life or things that you want to hear me talk about, leave those questions in the Ask Belinda as well. I don't mind talking about whatever you want to hear. Um, thank you guys so much. I hope you're having a great um a great thanksgiving because you know this is airing monday today's monday and i will leave you with this one little snippet of my life that happened this week so jeremy wanted to make gumbo he was making chicken gumbo because we had um chicken on uh, on one sunday supper and so he he wanted to make chicken gumbo out of the leftover chicken so we got all the chickens that we had cooked and was going to do a chicken broth with them and cooked it down while he made a roux and it took literally two hours to make this chicken broth and we had like four chickens in this pot and like seasoned it and everything it tasted delicious as we were cooking this roux and he gets <laughs> he gets the pot and he strains out all the chicken bones and chicken meat and everything like that. And he puts the the chicken broth in the sink in a bowl. And then, like, he goes to clean up after he's getting done making his roux. And since the chicken broth is in the sink in a bowl, he just goes ahead and 
dumps the chicken broth out and cleans the bowl and goes to put the bowl in the dishwasher. And then he's like cursing up a storm in the kitchen. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I just poured this whole chicken broth down the drain. It's like I spent two hours on this broth to pour it down the drain. So then I had to go to the store and buy chicken broth. But his gumbo was very good. It was super great gumbo, baby. If you're listening, you did great on your gumbo, even though you poured your chicken broth down the drain. But there's a little snippet bonus about uh, what happened in our lives this week. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this, please like, follow, subscribe, do what you got to do to keep up with us. And we will see you next time. Thanks. This is Belinda and you've listened to Swear to God.